Welcome to the Life Untapped podcast, where we help you rediscover your potential so that you feel confident, clear, and independent. Have you inadvertently put yourself last all these years by putting others first, only to wake up in your midlife and find yourself lost in the shuffle? Girl, I have so been there. Let me share with you the lessons I've learned to create a new direction to rediscover yourself. Together, let's go on a journey of mastering your potential, tapping into the power that already exists inside of you. We'll talk confidence, self-care, organization, health and well-being, money mindsets, financial hacks, and how to kick your limiting beliefs to the curb for good. We will find and establish your vision, get crystal clear on it. This is your blueprint, your life untapped. I'm your host, Francine Rivera, lifestyle consultant and certified health coach. I'm also the founder of the Life Untapped Coaching System, where you can earn as you learn with our affiliate program. Check it out at thelifeuntapped.com and grab our free mini course, The Guilt-Free Balanced Life, while you are there. Are you ready for your blueprint? Let's dig in. All right, welcome back to the show. Today, I have Christy Weitenheimer. She is a Jesus-loving, coffee-drinking, chocolate-loving gal from Texas. She is a wife, mother of two, and Mimi of four grandsons and adores her family. Christy is the host of the top podcast for midlife solopreneurs, Simplicity for Solopreneurs. Her mission is to inspire and empower Christian women to make their dreams of an online business a reality. Christy specializes in teaching midlife entrepreneurs how to simplify their business, business tools, business systems, and focus, and to be just more productive, strategically plan and take actions that they can create their online businesses while saving time and money without all the stress and overwhelm. Christy believes you shouldn't have to choose between your God-given dreams and reality. So welcome, Christy. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Francine. I'm excited to be here. Oh, you're so welcome. I'm glad you said yes to the interview. (laughs) So can you first, before we get into all the questions, like tell us a little bit more about yourself. At what point or age did you actually start your own business? Okay. Well, um, my first half of my life, I call that chapter one. I was a teacher in the public school system in Texas for um, about 30 years. 24 of those I taught, oh, pretty much first grade through sixth grade, various grades. And um, six of those years I worked teaching uh, superintendents, principals, uh, teachers, aides, and and then um, I retired. So I am 57. I retired about four and a half years ago, and I was not ready to um, stop working altogether, but I did not want to go back to the nine to five kind of workforce. I wanted to do something a little different. So I decided to try an online business. So at so four years ago at 53, I decided to start chapter two and, and do something a little different. I love how you break that up. Chapter one, chapter two. I, I've never heard it be put like that. And that is like so cool. Well, you know, I, I guess if another word would be a different season of my oh, yeah. life, uh-huh. you know, not, not, a, not a mom of littles anymore, retired, um, mm-hmm. none of those constraints that kind of keep us 
from sometimes doing what we really want to do, you know, we have to do the more practical. So oh, anyway, yeah. that's yeah. a little bit about me. Okay. And did you, so, I mean, how did you just know where to go? Like, I know you, you started by not saying ball by knowing that you didn't want a nine to five, that kind of time commitment. And so you right. decided online. Yes, you know, back way back when in the dinosaur ages, when I graduated from um, high school and was ready to go to college, the whole online sphere, that wasn't a thing. But, you know, through my career as a teacher, you know, the internet came along and got to be very popular. And I kept up with lots of blogs. Um, I'm fairly techie myself have kind of stayed in the tech atmosphere during my career and so that just intrigued me whenever I retired I thought I want to do what I see all these other women online doing I knew that I needed to still bring in some income to supplement my teacher retirement I wanted, I knew that I wanted to do something creative. So I just started researching, you know, Googling like crazy about starting an online business. I knew that I had some natural talents. Um, you know, I, like I said, I'd been teaching for, you know, over 30 years. I have always been very, now, my husband would laugh because if you look at my house, he would say I'm not organized, but on the <laughs> digital space. Um, you know, I've always been very organized. Uh, you know, my peers would come to me wanting help with tech. They would come to me wanting help with organization and, you know, and just creative ideas in the tech world. And so those were kind of my natural talents. And so I, I took all of those, I combined them and I, I did pivot a few times in, in the online space of who I wanted to serve and, you know, the specific topics. And I, you know, just within the last oh, nine months to a year, surprisingly found that not everyone has those inherent talents of being able to organize. So, you know, and in online business groups, I would um, see questions that I thought, you know, they just how to organize something, how to get something done quicker. And I thought, I just, I didn't realize that people didn't just know how to do that. And I know in the beginning, when I started, it's really overwhelming because there is a lot of information out there. A lot of people telling you how to start a business, but it just, they overcomplicate things. They make it so hard, so overwhelming. And I have found that to simplify things makes it so much easier, makes it more enjoyable. And, and so I decided to go that route and show other women who are wanting to start an online business. It doesn't have to be hard and complicated. And so that's where I landed. That's awesome. I didn't realize you had a teaching background. And I've always said teachers are great at business because they just know how to break things down into simple, understandable terms to help other people. Exactly. So exactly. Like got those strengths that now you're using 
for others. Did you find it hard reinventing yourself at this stage of life and in chapter two? (laughs) You know, there are those inherent fears that I'm too old or everybody else is doing it. How, How am I going to be different? Those imposter syndrome that comes on, but it's just something that I truly wanted to do. I'm very fortunate that my husband has been very, very supportive of me giving this a whirl, but I was under the stress of proving that it could be more than just a hobby, you know, a money sucking hobby. Right. Because he he would tease me about going out and getting a quote unquote real job. Mm -hmm. You know, for the most part, I really did not have a hard time deciding to do it because it's just something that I am very passionate about. And I, I put in my time in the classroom and I guess I just kind of thought that this is my time to do something and to give back. And God has, he has been instrumental this, especially the last year of showing me where to go, pushing me to the right mentors and just telling me that I'm where he wants me to be. So that has been obviously really instrumental in me continuing on this path because I, I feel like through through several things that have happened in the last year and like I say people that he has put me with and I don't believe in coincidences so so yeah it's been very empowering to have God behind me on this journey yeah coincidences I don't believe in them either um, in fact we met in one of those Christian <laughs> training groups, I guess you would call it. Yes, ma'am. The the mentors that come into our life. And yeah, so I'm grateful for that and the connections we've met through, through that training with that mentor. So how I know your skill set is in organizing online. (laughs) We're not going to ask your husband about your house, but in (laughs) in your online life, you break it down and you help women. Like somebody who just does not know where to begin? Like, what would you say is step one? Step one is deciding who you're going to serve and what their main problems are and how you can help them solve those problems. Before you really have that decided, you're just going to spin your wheels and you are going to have to keep redoing so many things. So you really have to start with that niche. Who am I going to serve and how am, how am I going to serve them? And then the rest is just kind of a step-by-step roadmap to then getting all of the little pieces put together. But I think that clarity and what your calling is, is first and foremost. So how do you help them, I guess, stay focused with a plan? I know you have a, you talk a lot about success with simple morning routines. So what are your suggestions for a simple morning routine? A, a simple morning routine. Well, 
I don't think, as you know, the name simplicity for solopreneurs would imply, I don't think it needs to be hard or complicated. Um, it doesn't have to have 16 steps that you go through every morning. I think it's really important to look at your values, look at your goals and what you want to accomplish, and then choose your two or three things that are most important to you to make sure you get done to start your day off on the right foot. So for me, that would be spending time with God and the rest of my routine is a little more practical life, such as getting my breakfast and my coffee. <laughs> gotta have that morning juice of my my good cup of coffee so so like I said I get up I, I get dressed eat grab my coffee sit down and have some time with God and then I just you know the other part of it really should be exercising but that has not been in my top priority lately so again routines are there for you you know just because everybody says to put exercise in your morning, you know, if that's not for you, then you don't do it. I, I don't think there's such a thing as a mass produced morning routine. I don't think that there are steps that everybody should take. You've just got to decide what you want to accomplish, what's important to you, and then just go with that. So, yeah. So, how do you help other people schedule the day for focus and flexibility? Because we all know today can just throw curveballs, and then you look and you're like, oh gosh, I didn't get anything I wanted to get done today. Right. So the other part of that morning routine is to look at my list of things that I want to get accomplished and to pick the top three things that if I get nothing else accomplished during the day, especially in my business, if I can get those three done, those three items accomplished, then I will feel like I had a successful day. If I get more than that done, great. You know, I, my schedule is, is set into big blocks of time. And so, you know, I have my morning block where I will work for several hours, take a break for lunch, get in a little movement, um, maybe listen to a podcast episode, and then I get back for another three-hour session or so. And during those blocks where I am working, like I said, especially that morning block, I make sure that I am working on those three activities. And so that really helps me focus because I'm very intentional with what I am working on. I'm not spending time, wasting time, wondering what I'm going to work on. And I also use my timer a lot. A timer helps to keep you very focused. You know, setting a timer for 30 minutes and just not looking up having what you're going to work on and not stopping until that timer goes off to take a short break can do wonders for your focus. And so, and then as far as a flexible schedule, 
if things happen during the day, if my daughter calls and says, hey, uh, my son, my grandson, Eli, you know, if he's sick, I can, I can take off and I can do that and, and work in, you know, the spare moments of the day, but I know what I want to accomplish. Yeah, that's awesome. I love the timer idea. I've used that in the past and, and I haven't in a while. So thank you for that reminder because it does help you stay focused. And then when the timer goes off, I use like one of those kitchen timers and it's so loud, it scares the heck out of me. <laughs> but it does keep you stay focused, staying focused. And I love that you only pick three or so items to move your needle forward in your business that day. And anything you do over that is awesome. But at least you just, the three most important things and you stay focused on that. So that makes a lot of sense. Yes. And those, and it's really important to look at those items and see, are these things that will make a difference in my business or are they just busy work? And if it's just busy work, get rid of it, just completely get it off of that to-do list. So it's really important to prioritize and to look back at your goals and see, is this going to move me to those ultimate goals? So to make sure that those activities that are on your list and that are on your top three list are worth your time and effort. Yeah, totally makes sense. And I love that having an online business gives you that flexibility so you can still be there for your family. Like, yes, we're in chapter two, our kids are grown, but you still want to be there for them and for your grandkids if they need you. And having this online business gives you the best of both worlds. It gives you the income you want to supplement and add to your retirement. And it gives you the flexibility to like make your own hours as well. Exactly. I, you know, we were talking before the episode um, started recording and I just got finished with two long weekend vacations, you know, one with another couple and one with my entire family. If I had a regular nine to five and had to worry about taking off you know, and that kind of thing that, that may not have happened. That may not have been possible. So at this time of my life, this season or chapter in my life, my family, it, you know, is so important that I want that flexibility. And and that is, that is a key in trying to, you know, work for myself and not in a brick and mortar, because even owning my own business, but having a brick and mortar, you're still tied to a set schedule, you know, you're, you're open and closed times. And so the key to this really is doing it online and automating and simplifying things. So I can take off and be there for my family whenever I want. Yeah, totally. I had a brick and mortar business back in 2008 ish. And basically I owned my own job. I had to be there. If something happened, no, I had to show up because my my clients, it was a fitness studio. So my members depended on me to open the studio doors and teach the class that they were paying for. I can remember uh, my uncle passing away and I had, you know, there was, I couldn't get any substitute instructors to teach. So I had to teach, but I knew I had to go to, not to bring this whole downer part, but I had to go to the funeral after. So I showed up to my fitness studio in a black dress, taught my spin class 
off the bike, of course, I taught it off the bike, but my members got their class because I couldn't get a substitute teacher and I got to like zip right out of there and go to the funeral. So yeah, owning a brick and mortar does not give you that time flexibility at all. Right. I was there 5.30 in the morning for those classes, back again at like nine for the, for the real morning classes, trained some clients in the afternoon, went home, cooked dinner, ran back out again to teach the night classes. So yeah, it was my business, but it owned me. You know, it didn't give me the time freedom that now what I do is all in the online space and I love it. So it's all about that time freedom. So true. So true. So what would you say to somebody who's been mostly a stay-at-home mom, now an empty nester, but ambitious to do more? Do it. Do not wait. (laughs) Just take action and take action every single day that you can. And it's not too late. I'm 57. And so technically, even though I consider myself midlife, I'm past the very middle of my life. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I'm not going to make it to, you know, well over 114. Exactly. So <laughs> in age, I could say that too. I consider myself midlife, but I'm like, oh, times it by two. That makes me 114. <laughs> exactly. But you know, it, it is never, it is never too late to take hold of your dreams and make them come true. And, you know, part of life is all about, in my opinion, for me, it is about serving others. And, and this is a great way to serve others, make a little money and be creative and do something positive and important with the years that I have left. So don't wait, do it. And I think, um, you know, when we think, oh, we're too old or it's too late, those are all just limiting beliefs. I don't even know where they, it starts from, but heck, in our 20s, if we wanted to do something, we'd probably be telling ourselves, oh, we're too young. So like, <laughs> when, when is the right age? Like, it, again, just, just do it. <laughs> There's always going to be an excuse. That's right. The right age is right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Christy, so much. Oh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this, Francine. You're very easy to talk to, lady. Ah, thank you. And I love your Texas accent. <laughs> That's so funny because to me, listening to you, you're the one with the accent. <laughs> I know. I know everybody here says I have a New York accent. I left New York in 97 or 98, but the accent never goes away. <laughs> no, it, it doesn't. I went to an online, uh, I'm not an online, I went to a writer's conference oh, probably eight, 10 years ago. And, and everybody gave me a really hard time. I just love to hear you talk. And it was just, it was funny. So I was definitely the one with the accent there. So anyway. Well, it's great when you interview all these people on podcasts and you learn about everybody and hear all the different accents from the States they're from. But again, thank you. I'm going to put your links in the show notes. So if some midlifer is listening to this podcast and they're like, been thinking about this and then they're listening to this podcast going all right this is I've had this on my heart now like I'm listening to Christy so it's like go time they can actually contact you for some help and support in this area great that that would be great I would love to help them so and thank you so much for having me today I really appreciate it I had fun you are welcome so welcome all right thank you guys for listening 
Thanks so much for listening. But before you go, if you found value in today's show, I would love it if you would take a screenshot of this episode and share it with others on social media. And be sure to hit that subscribe button and head on over to iTunes or wherever you listen to rate and leave a review. It is how we can empower, educate, and shift how others visualize their lives. Until next time, my friend, remember to live a life untapped. You are worth it.